Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I would imagine this is my water, right? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> you didn't drink from it, did you? <laughs> That's okay. Well, it's good to be here, ain't it? Amen. What is that tornado? Oh, a tornado. Yeah, of course. It's better than a tornado. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many are, how many are from, uh, not from Ohio? Everybody from Ohio? I thought you were raising your hand. I said, you're from Ohio. Everybody from Ohio. Anybody from Mogador? I see that hand. I see that hand. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Only two, huh? A homeboy and a homegirl. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Good. Well, you got your Bibles ready, I would imagine. Let's see it. Let's see the Bible. Let's see the Bible. Wouldn't it be terrible? Here we're soldiers and we leave without our sword. Huh? Would, would you have confidence in somebody who's in the military and, and he's next to you and the enemy's coming and he doesn't have his uh, weapon? Would you trust him? I wouldn't. We, we need this, right? We need this. Our sword, man. The problem is sometimes we don't we don't uh, we don't uh, we don't sharpen the sword. You know what I mean? Did you sharpen the sword today? Do you, do you know what I mean by sharpen it? Do, do you know what I mean? Sharpen the sword? Or did the, did the sword sharpen you? Did you read it? Did you study it? Huh? A little bit? Something? You read it? Amen. What for you? Listen. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna bless you, and not mess you up. So we're going to the Word of God, and we're gonna be, we're gonna, I'm gonna be preaching from uh, the Book of Acts, Book of Acts, 18. Book of Acts, 18, chapter 18. I figure we got a, a campaign going, and it's gonna last what till uh, the third of October. And uh, let's encourage ourselves. From the Word of God. Let, let God encourage you from His Word. Because, I mean, we need encouragement, right? And we get it from the Word of God. The, the Bible talks about David encouraging himself in the Lord. I mean, you know the story of what happened to David when uh, his wife and kids and all the rest of the men, they lost their wives and kids. The enemy took him and uh, they, tried to, they, they wanted to stone David. So he, he, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. So I want to... Encourage you, or let's be encouraged from the Word of God. And it's going to be read from Acts 18, and I'm going to be reading uh, 9 and 10. And, uh, and of course, I mean, we, we know Paul the Apostle. What a brave man, right? Don't you wish you were that brave? I wish I was that brave. I mean, here in chapter 17, he's in a certain city, uh, what, Thessalonica? He's in Athens, Berea, and uh, it seems like a Always persecution and problems follow him. It's almost like he, the next city he goes to in chapter 18 is Corinth. And, and you know there's going to be persecution. He's going to be followed with persecution. Because the Bible says, those that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer what? Persecution. It's almost like, it's, it, when I read that, to me it's almost like it's, it's guaranteed. 
Those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And so, you know what, brother? It convicts me. It convicts me. When I read that, because I think, oh, wow. Maybe the reason I'm not suffering persecution is because I'm not living godly like I should. The Bible says those who live godly in Christ Jesus will, it says they will suffer persecution. And Paul the Apostle, man, he saw that. He saw persecution. He had problems. I mean, the, the devil was right on his heel all the time. Right on his heel all the time. Remember, remember the, that, the, that account where, where those uh, sons of Siva try to get that evil spirit out of that man? They try to exercise that, um, uh, that evil spirit out of that man. And the evil spirit says, Jesus I know. <laughs> remember that? But, but I, I wouldn't think that that was a voice you would hear, right? If it's an evil spirit. Can, can you imagine the evil spirit says, Jesus, I know. Oh, I know. Who are you? I mean, I'll, I'll read your nasty evil voice and it'll scare you. Wouldn't it be terrible, though, that the devil would say, who are you? Who are you? Because how, how much are we doing for the Lord? How much, how much are we doing for the Lord? I, I don't know. Only you can answer that question. Only you know how much you're doing for the Lord. I mean, we, we, we like our idle time. <laughs> we, we, we like our leisure time. We, we like our take it easy time, right? Then sometimes when it's time to go soul winning and in the middle of snow, in the, in the winter time, we don't want to do it. Because in the winter time, it's snowing, it's too cold. In the summertime, it's too hot, too humid. Amen. Well, it's true, right? <clears throat> Or in the summertime, we got to do some grilling. We got to grill. We got to go to the park. We got football games, or, well, not football games in English, but football games in Spanish. So here, here we have Paul the Apostle. He, he is uh, in Corinth. So I, I start reading. You ready? Here we go. <clears throat> Let me put my own man glasses. <clears throat> in, in 18. Chapter 18, you ready, Bob? All right, let's go. In 18, it says this, verse, uh, let's, let's, I'm going to start at uh, 6. And, and when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from henceforth. I will go unto the Gentiles. And that's something, though, when you, when you read about how in the Old Testament it says that their blood will I require it out of your hand. You, you like that one? I'll tell you the truth. When I first read that one, it made me very uncomfortable. That it says, your blood or their blood will I require it out of, out of, out of your hand, out of you, because you didn't warn them. About the warning, about the, the, uh, the man who's supposed to be warning people, and he doesn't warn people, the Christian who doesn't warn. I, I tell you what, I, I, I don't like it, but it's Bible. It's there. It is there. And, and Paul the Apostle said, hey, I already warned you, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. You don't want to hear? Okay, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. And it says in, uh, <clears throat> uh, I'll read uh, number 9, verse 9. Acts 89. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. 
Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. Father, I'm asking for help for myself, for your people. Guide, direct, be with pastor, and uh, the brothers that went with him, and guide him safely home. In Jesus' name, amen. Is that on? Thank you, pastor, for letting me preach. Voila. What a, what a brave man he was, Paul the Apostle. But, but yet, look at this. Look at this. 18.9. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Listen, all, all my points, all my points are going to be right here. All of them. I, I, I will try not to go to another chapter, another book. I just, I'm going to try to stick right here. I'm going to make this as simple as I can make it because I'm a simple kind of man. All right? Very simple. I'm going to make it very simple. Because I, one, one time, I, I tried to, try to, uh, try to preach a 10-point message. One time I tried to t- preach a 10-point message about the blood received and the blood rejected. I took the B-L-O-O-D, blood, and made it into an acru- acoustic. I messed it up. Completely messed it up. Because I was going back and forth. The blood rejected, and then I went to the blood, accepted. Then I went to the blood, rejected, and I got confused. I got completely, totally confused. And people were coming to me after the preaching. They were saying, hey, you missed the O. <laughs> and I said, which O? The second O or the first O? Well, you, actually, you missed both O's. <laughs> I, you, you, I, you missed the D. Oh, my goodness. So I, I got that, I got that, uh, I got that, um, that uh, sermon. I got it, and I filed it. I haven't used it in a while. I mean, a long while. I, I mean, it was good. It's the Word of God, but I messed it up completely. I don't think nobody got anything. And I said, okay, I'll never do that again, brother. Until I get, bra- until I get a lot more braver. Get more braver, and I do it. But here, here you see, here you see this. God said to Paul, be not afraid. Think about it. Paul the Apostle. When I, when I read about Paul the Apostle, I, 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 man, I say, man, this is, this is one brave man. I mean, think about it. When Paul the Apostle was stoned, I think it was Lystra, the city of Lystra. What did he do? Do you remember what happened when he got stoned and he got up? He went back into the city. Right, right brother? He went back into the city. You remember that? I, 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 I was like, no way. I'm, I'm reading it wrong. I'm reading it wrong. So I went back and I read it. And I went back and I read it again. And I said, there must be a mistake. You, you don't do that. You don't do that. If somebody stones you in a city, you don't get up and go back into the city so you can get stoned again? That is not normal. Let me tell you, that is not normal. It's not normal. How many of you guys would do that? If you get stoned in the city of Akron, somebody stones you in the city of Akron, I mean, they stone you. I'm not talking about pebbles. I'm talking about stones. 
You're lying there like dead. How many of you would get up and go back to the city of Akron? Come on, let me see your hands. Dean? Brother? Senor? I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. He got up. <laughs> he got up. He went back to the city. Like, Paul, <laughs> are you okay, man? Are you okay? <laughs> it's nothing. I'm okay. Remember when they asked him? None of those things moved me. Persecuted, stoned, uh, whipped. Ah, none of those things move me. <laughs> it's like nothing, right? <laughs> I almost ruined my coat. I almost ruined this thing. I better put it back on. I forgot about the mic. I hope they're not expensive. Okay. You hear me? Can you imagine that? He went back inside. I said, that is not normal. He, he wasn't a normal man like you and I, even though he was normal. But he always walked in the spirit. And, and, and you and I, you and I would be the same way if we're walking in the spirit. But because I don't always walk in the spirit, that's why I wouldn't go back into the city. But still, God had to remind them and say to him, Paul, don't be afraid. Because he knew... God knew his heart. Just like he knows our heart, right? Don't, don't be afraid, Paul. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Be brave. Isn't that what he told Joshua? Joshua, the, the, the general of uh, Israel? Be courageous. Be brave. Don't be afraid. And you and I need to hear that. That's why I'm giving you this. Because you and I sometimes can be afraid. You know, when you knock in doors, <sighs> who, is, who is behind door number one? <laughs> Maybe I should go to door number two. Which door you want? Give me three. Because it looks cleaner. It's got an American flag, and it, it looks more patriotic. And I know they won't say anything to me. Give me that one. I mean, we don't know who's behind the door. And sometimes the fear takes you, and you knock but a nice and soft. I've done it before. All right? But if, my, if, my, if I'm with my brethren, if I'm with my brethren over there, and I see them, and they see me, and I go, I get brave. I said, I don't want them to think I'm afraid. Because I am afraid sometimes. So he, so he says to me, Rodrigo, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Rodrigo. And I say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I won't be afraid. The psalmist says, when, I'm afraid, when I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And then he says, I will trust and not be afraid. Either way is good. Trust in the Lord. Amen? Trust in the Lord. Let's go to the next one. Who saw my glasses? <laughs> Okay, that was the first point. 
They're all going to be here, man. They're all going to be here. So he says, be not afraid, but, but, speak. Speak. (laughs) It is easy. It is easy for you and I to speak of earthly things. And it don't. How many times did you have to do this? Lord, I'm going to speak about my grandkids. I'm going to speak about my car. Give me courage. Give me courage. How many times do you have to do that? It comes out naturally, right? It comes out naturally because it's from the earth. It's very natural. He says, speak, but speak the things from above. The things from above don't come natural for you and me. No, it don't. Because you're talking about, a, you're, you're going to share, you're going to talk about a man that was dead for three days and they came out of a grave. That's not normal. It is not normal. But when you do it in the power of the Spirit of God, it's a big difference. It is a big difference. I'll tell you what, it's a big difference. You lose your shyness. You lose your uh, timidity. It's not there anymore. You lose your, uh, your shame. And you speak it boldly. And that's why God had to say to Paul, Paul, don't be afraid. Paul, don't be afraid. But speak. Speak. Because you and I, if we're afraid, what's going to happen? We're not going to speak. We're not going to speak. When fear takes over, you're not going to speak. And if you do speak, it's not going to be about the heavenly things. It won't be. Very easily, it can turn into the weather. Very easily, it can turn into your hot rod. Very easily, it can turn into your grandkids. Very easily, it can turn into anything, but it's not, it's not going to be. It won't be, brethren, I'm telling you, it won't be about heavenly things. It won't be. It will not be about heavenly things. That's why you and I, we need, we need, I'm telling you, we need this power from above. We need it. I'm doing it on purpose to make you crazy. (laughs) It is true. He says, he says again, don't be afraid. Have you ever been afraid? Have you ever been afraid? I've been afraid. I remember one time my dad, I was uh, in Arizona, and my dad left me. I was, we were irrigating cotton. And uh, I was maybe seven, maybe eight, I can't remember. And he says, you stay here, and I'm going to go way over there. Here's a lamp or a flashlight, and I'll take one. He started walking, and uh, I can see the light fading. And he tells me, don't be afraid. Ah, I'm not going to be afraid, I say. <laughs> I'm not going to be afraid. He starts walking. It's out in the desert. It's dark. He can't see you. 
your hand in front of you. <laughs> he starts walking, he disappears, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm in the desert. Oh, oh. If that's a coyote sound, I can't remember what a coyote sound sounds like anymore. I haven't seen a coyote. I haven't heard a coyote howl in a while. But I would say it's, oh, it's pretty close. It's not a sheep. It's a coyote. And I, and I, and I was like, I was sitting, and, and the flashlight went everywhere. I mean, I was super, duper scared. I was frozen. Oh. That's the coyote that's hurting. And man, I said, what in the world is that? And I kept putting the flashlight here. I put the flashlight there, everywhere. Until I saw my dad coming. I saw the flashlight. And he says, you weren't scared, were you? And I said, well, of course not. (laughs) Of course not. And he kind of smiled. He knew I was afraid. He knew that I was afraid. Don't be afraid. That's what God says to you and me. But he says also, speak. Speak. Then he says more. He says, be not afraid, but speak. And then it says, hold not thy peace. Isn't that what we want to do? Isn't that what we want to do sometimes? Especially when we see a certain person. In your mind, you picture a certain person and you look at him, and you say, he, he looks mean. Uh, he, he looks rough. I, I don't know. I don't think I want to talk to him. And he's probably the nicest person you ever met. But because we're afraid, and we don't want to speak, it's easier to hold your peace. Amen? Amen. It's easier. It is, it's easy for me. It's easy for you. To hold our peace. And then you say, I'll talk to him next time. Right? Well, Lord, I'll talk to him next time. Give me another opportunity. And the thing is, that opportunity might not come again. It might not come again. And you let it pass. You let it pass. An opportunity. And how many opportunities have I let pass? And how many have you let pass? Maybe too many. Maybe too many. So he tells Paul the Apostle, don't be afraid, speak, don't hold your peace. He tells you the same thing in me. That's for me. That's for you. We should take this and say, okay, Lord, I'm I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by your word. But it it doesn't stop there. It it goes on more. It says this. It says in uh, 10, and the reason, and the reason, he gives you the reason why you should not be afraid why you should speak and why you should not hold your peace. He gives you a reason. And the reason is this. He tells Paul, Jesus tells Paul, for I, what does it say, church? For I am with thee. That's just the first part. For I am with you. Paul the apostle, you're not by yourself. Paul, you're not by yourself. Don't you feel that way sometimes? I do. I feel like I'm on myself, but that's my feelings and emotions taking over. Because we, as Christian people, we must trust the Word. We must depend on the Word and what is written in the Word. 
Not, not your feelings, not my feelings and emotions, because what happens to feelings and emotions? They go up, they go down, like a, like a roller coaster. And the Word of God is steady, steadfirm. It doesn't change. So that's why he says to him, I am with thee. I am with you, Paul. You're not by yourself. It's not just you going out there by yourself. I know what I told you to do. I am with thee, Paul. How many of you believe that? Okay, that's one. <laughs> two. There's got to be more. I heard someone, amen, I hear. Three. Four. Five, six, seven, eight. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh, 20, 30. <laughs> hey, the whole church believes it. That's about 30 people in here. The, the thing is this. Are you going out soul winning? <laughs> I mean, come on. We can say all we want, we believe it. Okay, we can say all we want, we believe it. Are you out knocking doors? Let there be silence for five seconds. Uh, that's, just, that's just so you can think about it for a little bit. Let it soak in. Are, are we going out knocking doors? Is it, is it amen? Oh, man, not me. Huh? I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to say, I believe it. But the only way I can try I believe is by doing it. Right? Doing it. I mean, well, who, who said this? The talk is sheep? That's the C-H. You know what I'm saying? If you believe it, do it. So he says, For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. There you have the presence of God, and you have the protection of God. I know he was talking to Paul in that situation, but it can be for us too. How many times has God protected you and I? How many times has he protected us? I mean, maybe you don't remember, but I can remember one or two. There might, there might be more, but he has protected us from a dog. I'm not talking about Chihuahua. I tell, the, I tell the boys, when it's a Chihuahua, I'll do it. When it's something heavier or bigger than a Chihuahua, you guys do it. Okay? Because, because, because I think you're, you, you guys are, are dog whispers. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not Dr. Doolittle. I don't talk to animals. You, you know what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? He's going to be there to protect us. He's going to be there to protect us. And he has protected us from many things. He has. Maybe, maybe you don't know everything, but someday in heaven we sure, we sure know. We sure know. But he's there to protect us. He goes with us. You don't go by yourself. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And, and, and then he says, I will protect you. Uh, because we, we know that Paul suffered a lot. You know, we know that he was stoned, whipped. Uh, many other things happened to him. 
But he says to him, I, there's a mission I, got, I want you to do. There's a mission I want you to do, Paul, okay? And I'm going to be with you in this city. He said, in this city, look, look at what he told him at the end. He says, for I have much people in the city. I have much people in the city. I'm going to protect you, Paul. I'm going to be with you. Why? Why, Lord? Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I, I, I don't want to speak. No, don't, don't speak, Paul. Don't, 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 don't climb up now, Paul. Speak. I am with you. I will protect you. Because I have much people in the city. Amen. And, and you know what? God can say to your heart, my heart, I have much people in Akron. There's much people in Akron. I, I, don't know, I don't know what the population of Akron is. I don't know. I'll say, what, 200,000 maybe? Over 200,000? I, I don't know. Somebody knows what the population is. I, I, I'm thinking it's 200,000. Well, a little over 200,000. That's a lot of people. And, and all the surrounding areas that, that don't know Christ. They, they might know about him, that he died, he was buried, he rose again, but they don't know him personally as Savior. But, but you do. We do. Amen. We do. We know him. And he's, send, he's telling you, go. He's telling me. He's telling you, go, church. Community Baptist Temple, I have much people in Akron. I have much people in Canton. I have much people. I, I, I take the, the Spanish class. I take it because... We want to find Spanish folks, so I take him to Akron. I take him to Canton. We haven't been in Canton for a while since the, uh, the, the, the bug hit, but we, we go to uh, Dover. We go to uh, uh, Maslin, and uh, I, I, my wife, have been in Paysville. And there's other places that we want to go. We want to find the Spanish people. They're here in Akron. I just don't know where they're at. <laughs> they're here in Akron, but it's not like I can go door to door to door to door and find Spanish people. They're scattered everywhere. They're scattered everywhere. But I say this, Lord, you've got to give the increase. We're going, we don't find that I can say too many Spanish people, but Lord, give the increase. And, and the Lord is giving the increase. Amen. He is giving the increase. And, he, and he'll give the increase here. Man, wouldn't it be good that when the pastor preaches, that maybe he'll, he'll have to stand, if, okay, if he says right there, but all around him are people, a multitude of people that you and I went to look for, and they're here. And the, and the pastor, pastor he cannot move. He has to stay there because there's people all around, all around, everywhere. Back here, a whole bunch of people that you invited, that got saved, that got baptized, and, and, and there's no room for him. So all he has to do, he, he, all he can do is just sit here, stand here. He can't go back. He can't go to the side. There's people everywhere. You think that would be a problem? I don't think so. I mean, the, the church, the Spanish church, when we were over there, it was crowded. It was a little house, and uh, I had to stand there in one little place. And, 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 and there was this yearning. There was this yearning in my heart to move. <laughs> I couldn't move. I could not move. And I was like, I was like a Mexican jumping bean. It felt like I got ants in my pants. I like, I couldn't move this way. I couldn't move that way. I said, oh, 
They were everywhere. I was like, man, I need, I need, I need space. <laughs> I need space. I feel suffocated. But it was good. And, and that's what we want. We want to see it filled over there. We want to see it filled right here. Souls being saved, souls being baptized. But you and I got to go. You and I got to go. Because I don't think it's going to happen by chance. There are people going to come to you and say, Dean, Dean, what must I do to be saved? It would be great, right, if it happens. What must I do to be saved? I don't think that's going to happen. It's never happened to me. Maybe it happened to him. Maybe it's happened to you. I don't know. But it's never happened to me. We got to go look for them. We got to go out. We, we got to get out of our comfort zone. And we like being in our comfort zone, don't we? I know I do. It's easy to be in your comfort zone. I like being in my comfort zone. Don't move me from my comfort zone. I like it here. But God says, Rodrigo, go and don't be afraid. Rodrigo, go, don't be afraid and speak. Rodrigo, Go. Don't be afraid. Speak. And don't hold your peace. Because he knows that's what I want to do. And I would imagine that's what you want to do. We got to get out of that comfort zone. We, we must go. Because someday, someday, we're going to be before the Lord. Someday. To give an account of the things we did, whether it be good or bad. Oh, that, that, that's going to be a, tr- a tremendous day, isn't it, though? Be in front of the Lord. And you and I maybe decided to stay on Saturdays and Tuesdays, days we can go soul winning, grilling. I'm just a grilling and a shilling. That sounds cute, but just wait till you be out with the Lord. Isn't it terrible, though, that we have opportunities to go soul winning as Christian people who supposedly know the truth, have the truth, know Jesus Christ as their Savior, believe that there's a hell. There's a heaven, and it doesn't move us. It doesn't move us. God help us. God help us. He's merciful. I know there's people who will go out soul winning, but we need more. Didn't the Lord say pray for more workers? We need more. We need more. The ones we have, praise the Lord. But we need more. The Lord needs more workers. So I say, come on, let's go. Let's go. Because it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. Uh, you might say, ah, how do you know? I don't know. But I'll say what? I'll say this. I believe the Lord's coming this year. And, and then somebody said, I, I got this from somebody, from some pastor. He said, that, he said the same thing I'm going to say, so I'm, I'm copying him. He said, the, Lord, the Lord's coming this year. And somebody told him, isn't that blasphemy or isn't that heresy? And he says, well, no. If he doesn't come this year, next, this year I'll wait for him next year. Amen? I, I don't know when he's coming, but I'm hoping he comes this year. I'm hoping he comes this year. If he doesn't come this year, I'll wait for him next year. It, 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 it's our hope that Jesus is coming. Whether it be this year, next year, but he, he's going to come for his church. Don't you want to be ready? Listen, I've been in front of a judge when I was 18, 17. I can't remember how old I was. 
And I know I did the wrong. <laughs> and he, he looked at me and he said, how do you plead? And I said, uh, not guilty. But I was lying. I know I was guilty. But I couldn't look him straight in the eye. <laughs> I couldn't look him straight in the eye. How do you plead, young man? Not guilty. I was guilty. Now imagine being in front of the Lord Jesus Christ. Imagine being the... Wait, he knows everything about you. You can't hide nothing. Absolutely nothing. And you, you, you're, you're a Christian. You've been born again. You've been saved. And, and you don't want to lead nobody to the Lord. Let somebody else do it, you say. Think about it. But you know what? After I said everything, everything that's been said and done, if you are here and you're not saved, born again, blood washed, this doesn't matter really. First of all, you need to get born again. You need to be born again. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. We're sinners. Nothing good in us. There's nothing good in me. Like, like, like it's been said before, the only good thing in me is Jesus Christ. That's it. And in you, if you've been born again. But if, if you sit here and Jesus Christ is not your Savior, heaven does not wait for you. You, you won't have a place in heaven. It's a lake of fire. The lake of fire is waiting for you if you haven't been born again. If you don't have the Spirit of God in you, the lake of fire. So the question is this. Are you sure you've been born again? And can you raise your hand up and say with a confidence? This confidence can only come from the Lord, really. Yes, you can lie to me, but you can't lie to God. Can you raise your hand and say, Brother Rodrigo, I have this assurance in my heart, 100% sure, that if I was to die tonight, I hope it doesn't happen, that Jesus Christ is my Savior. I know he's my Savior. I believed the gospel. He died for me. He was buried. He rose again. And I have received that free gift of eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Have you done it? Can you raise your hand? Can you raise your hand? Put it down. Is, is there somebody who's not sure? Doesn't have that confidence? Is there somebody that doesn't have that confidence? Doesn't know? Once you know? Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow might be late, too late. God doesn't say tomorrow. He says today, right now, is the day of salvation. Because he knows tomorrow might be too late. So, so all of you have said you've been born again. And like one pastor said, every time there's a new member, this is what he said, every time there's a new member, the tithe should increase. Which I, I agree with that, right? Every time there's a new member, the tithe should be increasing, which is true. So you're all going so winning. You're able to walk. Remember Mrs. Beachy? Mrs. Beachy was what? I think it was she was in her 80s, if I can remember correctly. And she came all the way from Massillon. I, I saw her one time in a snowstorm coming from Massillon in her age, driving a car. And, and I was I couldn't believe it. I was like, Mrs. Bishi, what are you doing here? You live in Maslin. It's snowing. And there she was. I think she was in her 80s when she was out soul winning. I think she was in her 80s. Could be wrong. She's out soul winning. So what excuse do you have? That's right. Right. 
I mean, what, I mean I'm serious. What excuse do you have? Can you do this? Can you do that? Even if you couldn't do that, you still need to go soul winning. <laughs> really. But if you can do that, stay out longer. I shouldn't have said that. Now you expect me to stay longer now. Remember, Jesus Christ, Son of God, He's our Savior. And one day we're going to be with Him. One day. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Man, I, I, I know this. I don't want to be embarrassed. And I believe you don't either. You don't want to be embarrassed. So I stopped right here. I, <laughs> sister, is she, what's she, who plays the piano? Somebody playing the piano? I can hum it, I guess. Oh, you're playing it? Go ahead, sister. <laughs> Listen. I don't know what God spoke to your heart about. Maybe nothing. Maybe you're thinking of something. Hey, it's not even about this. But like Pastor always says, there's the altars. There's the altars. If you want to use them, use them. Share, use your share. But we all need God's help. There's not one person here. I don't need. I don't need His help. I'm doing fine. We all need His help. Amen. So go ahead, sister. The invitation is open. If you want to come forward to use the altars, just because just because you come to the altar doesn't mean you're wrong with the Lord. It doesn't mean that. I used to think that. It's like, oh man, what are people going to think? Come on, don't worry about what people think. The altars are there. We all need to seek His face. There's no doubt about that. We all need to seek His face. But you can use your share. Of course, you can use your share. God hears, God sees everything about me and you. But there's one, there's one thing for sure. We, we, we need to be bold for the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, we need to be bold for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because sometimes I feel like I'm a scary cat. Sometimes I feel like a scary cat when it comes to things of the Lord. And it's so embarrassing. It is so embarrassing on my part that, that I am so scared of certain things. May the Lord help you. And I know He will. God bless you.